When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Eye on the U podcast, Miami Herald's Miami Hurricanes podcast. I'm David Wilson. I'm joined, as always, on the other line by Susan Miller-Degnan. Taking a break from the Orange Bowl this week to talk a <laughs> little bit of Miami football. Susan, what's going on? Oh, it's beautiful day out. The it's cold really nice is After kind of... all this cold, it's really nice out. It's the cold. I might still have the heat on in my house, so I'm pretty <laughs> sure. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, it's good. This is a great time of year. I love the Orange Bowl. I just have to say that would be great if Miami were in it, but one day, you know, it wasn't that long ago when they were in it. So it's it's not that too distant of a memory. Um, But uh, one way they could get to the Orange Bowl is by continuing to recruit very well. Um, And we've got, uh, (laughs) uh, well, last time we recorded, there was still a day left of the early signing period. We kind of thought we'd come back, wrap up any last tidbits of news this week. Uh, also some mm-hmm. news on Ed Reed we'll talk about later on in this episode, but, um, I'd say the big story of the last day of the early signing period that we recorded for is Cormani McLe- Cormani McLean not signing with Miami, um, as he had originally planned, um, not decommitting or flipping anywhere else, but just going through that three day window and not signing. Um, and at one point. At one point, I believe he was playing to early enroll. Doesn't sound like that is the case anymore. Um, as I mentioned last week, if he was early enrolling, it really wouldn't matter because you can just show up on school and then you're on the team. Um, but if he doesn't early enroll, which it does not sound like is the plan anymore, um, he will have to wait until February to sign. Um, I, where where are you at on this one? Are you uh, are you worried that Miami's going to lose him? Are you still pretty confident? He showed up at the Under Armour game, I guess we should say. Um, on what day was that? Thursday, Wednesday. I uh, showed up for the check in there. I, I've really lost track of days in this week, uh, between Christmas and New Year's. Um, wearing Miami stuff, throwing up the U, all that good stuff. Susan, where, how, how are you feeling about the Cormani McLean situation? As we uh, now we'll probably have to wait another month to figure out if he's gonna actually wind up at Miami. Yeah, I well, when I saw him, pictures of him orange long sleeve shirt with a big U, yep. UM shirt and, and orange shorts with a big U, throwing up a U. Uh <clears throat> that made me feel for now, to, to me, every you know, everything's always fluid until it's yeah. set in stone. Definitely but in recruiting. Now yeah. For now I would say confident for now, right now. Okay. So um I mean Obviously, there's other things that come into play. When his mother first put up that cryptic, very not maybe not strange, maybe not strange. I don't know. Direct Twitter thing saying, "Sorry, false alarm. He's not yeah. signing today." That was a really bad sign for UM at that point. But um, 
now now we hear all these other rumors and different people reporting different things that maybe it has to do with his, his academics um and i could see that and that he won't be signing early which means he can't be but i'm not sure if that's true practicing early i don't think he's going to i think he's going to have to, i think he's going to sign february 1st national signing day it's mm-hmm. kind of funny national signing day when the rest of the people sign but obviously colorado deon sanders that's been reported by 247 uh, 24/7 sports that he's already talked to them uh and um and who and Alabama they're yeah, saying Alabama. also in the, game, in the game again UF was in the game but I don't no one's talked about them going out but who knows I, I I am confident that was the question but only confident today yeah right that's the thing I mean it's not a good thing for Miami that he didn't sign right there's no positive spin you can put on yeah. it um now you're now it's a war of attrition right now you're trying to you're trying to fight like hell to you know it's, you you've hooked the big fish and now you're trying to reel it in right like and it's thrashing or, or, around and maybe someone yeah. else is throwing a hook into it also that's, that's what it is somebody else is good you know other nil name image likeness people maybe are coming forward or groups you know try you know yeah maybe they're anting up or something maybe right more yeah, yeah it's it's going to be competitive to the end um he's got a bunch of visits left he can use i think he only took one to miami um, or they, I don't think he even took his Miami one. I think he only took one to Florida. Um, so Miami's got to try definitely to get him on campus in January. I think. Um, got it. Well, that's bad too. That's a bad sign too. I yeah I, yeah. That's what I. I, I mean, whenever I, they I, visit a place, I I don't know that it always feels like it to me. Whenever they visit a place toward the end. Yeah, the last visit traditionally is a pretty good tell. So. Um, you know, Miami's got a chance to get him back on campus, obviously, and, and go visit him and, and do all the stuff that they need to do. But, um, you know, like you said, today feels good, right? Like, I'm sure if he ha- had to sign today, if it was, you know, like if this was right. like the deadline, he'd pick Miami. But um, again, there's more than a month left for all these other schools to get involved. So, um, you know, yeah, well, Miami's, Miami's yeah, in a worse well, spot than they were last Wednesday, right? Um, but still a better spot than everyone else, I would say. And a better spot than they could have been, because I thought he might jump to somewhere else, honestly. Yeah, every day. I mean, every day that passed in the early signing period, you get less and less confident, obviously, just because, you know, once he signed, like Miami, it's like they're, you know, they have a they have a big lead, right? And they're just trying to run out the clock, essentially. Um, I mean, if David, he, to remind people, and I guess the people listening to this, maybe they know it already, maybe mm-hmm. not, but. He's a five-star cornerback, and uh, I... I guess we should have said that at the top. Number two player in the country, according to 24-7's composite rankings. And also on three consensus, which is same as composite. Number two national. He is um, unanimous, I'm looking, because I put together all the different recruiting sites. Uh, He's number one. Number one, the top cornerback in the nation, according to 247 on three rivals in ESPN. All of them have him number one and number one, a player, regardless of position in um, Florida. You know, if you're the number one player in Florida, you must be pretty good. I mean, you've seen him. Um, I just he's um, yeah. And as I mentioned last week, he's a big deal to get one because obviously he's the best, you know, one of the best recruits in the country and projects as a future first round pick all that stuff but we talked about it last week how 
I think the position that we're going to see some freshmen play a lot next year could be cornerback because they're losing Tyreek Stevenson and DJ Ivy. Um, and you know, Daryl Porter, like flat, you know, had, had some moments, but I don't think like proves that he's the clear cut next guy up at corner. Um, there's going to be a pretty open competition. Um, you know, Devonte Brown, I would guess is going to start after transferring him from UCF where he was a starter. Um, but other than that, like that, that job is wide open and Cormani is, you know, he's a little, little thin, um, for, you know, a, a college right. cornerback and he'll be hurt if he doesn't early enroll. Right. If you, it's always harder for the guys who show up in June or July to crack, you know, get on the oh, field yeah. quickly. But, um, you know, when you're that good of a, a prospect and that's a huge position of need for Miami, he's, you know, he's, a big, he's a big get and cornerbacks are really important position in football right now because of how frequently teams pass, obviously. I, but one comment I have to make, if it's true, if it's true about grades or about test scores, right. okay. Um, or about well, we should mention also he transferred uh, high schools late, which always can make things tricky with like credit transferring and all that kind of stuff. True, yeah, for the last year, right? For Lakeland, yeah, transferred from Lake Gibson to Lakeland High, which are two high schools in Lakeland. It always because I've been doing this so long, it always to me puts up a red flag if there are academic problems. Because in whatever way they are, unless mm-hmm. it's something where somebody really screwed up on some paper, and that's hard to believe when you have somebody that's that elite a player, they make yeah. sure everything is right. Now, uh, I find this is a good segue for the Ed Reed thing, but I find that <laughs> <laughs> intelligence. I'm not saying I have no idea how intelligent this kid is, but if there's right. some kind of academic problems, okay. And you talk about coming in possibly in June or whatever, coming in late in May. Usually it's May. Yeah. Okay. And getting custom to school, to classes. It's more than classes. I mean, it's uh, getting the getting the defense down, the uh, the playbook, the yeah. A lot of stuff takes intelligence. So yeah. I. I that's all. I don't I've never met him. Okay. I don't know, but um, I'm just hoping it's not stuff like that. And if it is, it could be more problematic. It could be, that's all. It's not as smooth. So when, when people say, you know, a first round, I, that always gets me a first, you know, translate to t- translate, translate to a first round, translate to a first round, sorry, NFL person. I mean, I mean, I, I almost, that's almost laughable to me. I understand, yeah. but. Well, yeah, a lot more goes into, lot. You, like, yeah, a lot more goes into being a first round pick than I mean, just being really talented, obviously. And. You um, and I know, we talk about guys that were great high school players that now we're saying, mm, you think they'll get drafted at all? Yeah. And they're still they're good. So. Yeah. I have to put in my two cents about that. <laughs> You mentioned uh, Ed Reed, who is maybe the smartest football player you've ever covered. You you very frequently say um, some cool news for Ed Reed uh, this week, um, who had been Miami's chief of staff for the last three seasons, I believe. Right? Was it? Uh, yeah, the last two years of Manny, maybe the last one, last two, I think. Right? Um, I got. It. I got. It. 
the chief of staff for that for for Miami is headed to Bethune Cookman uh, to be the new coach there. Um, Ed obviously has some experience as a coach, not just as a chief of staff. He coached for the Bills, uh, coaching their safeties at one point. Um, came back to Miami was a I think a uh, instrumental in in several recruitments. Um, you know, it was always kind of hard to get a read on exactly what his job was behind the scenes. It sounded like he was wearing a lot of different hats, um, mm-hmm. but he's headed to Bethune Cookman. Um, seems pretty obvious Bethune Cookman is trying to do the Deion Sanders thing where everybody <laughs> is, uh, right. super famous and going to recruit really well. Um, and uh, but at the same time, as you frequently mentioned, he is like uh, a world class football mind. And uh, I think so. And it'll be really interesting to see how he actually fares as a as a coach, not just as a recruiter and a manager of, of people. Um, as an actual coach, is going to be really interesting. Agree, totally agree with everything you said. Yeah, he is. I love the way you said that. World class football mind. He is. He he just always knew who was going to be there, who's getting the ball, when they're getting the ball, where they're going to be. He just knows everything beforehand. But that's him. Um, and you're right about now you got to translate it to like with the whole staff, you got to pick the right staff. I, right. I keep wondering, is it going to be like a staff of former Canes or maybe a staff of uh, former Ravens or something? Yeah. I don't know. Had Ray Lewis on staff, something like that. Oh my God. <laughs> How's Ray Lewis and Ed, Ed, Ray Lewis? Can you imagine that as your coaches, <laughs> Ed Reed and Ray Lewis? Oh my God! Yeah, that that's. Can you imagine if if uh, if Deion Sanders was still that it was still Jackson State? Yeah, <laughs> you'd have Ray Lewis I, and Ray Lewis came. That would be really something else. I, I that'll be the trend. All, all these like high profile. I bet you that's going to start now more and more. All these top um, people of color or whatever that like famous players yeah. are going to end up coaching. Yeah, well, it's, it's kind of funny. It's, like, it's been a, it's been a big, uh, honestly, it's been a big college basketball thing um, over the last like ten years. Chris Mullen went back to St. John's, had no coaching experience. Um, Patrick Ewing going to Georgetown, um, although he was a, a coach with um, with the uh, with a couple of NBA teams for a little while. That might, might be the closest parallel to Ed Reed, although obviously a lot of those guys are going back to their alma maters, um, Jawan Howard at, at Michigan. But yeah, I mean it's. Um, it is a clear, I think, gambit, you know, Bethune Cookman is in the, you know, the pecking order of like, um, certainly like, you know, FAMU has been the better, uh, Florida HBCU program over the last couple of years. So, um, it's a, like, it's a kind of a gutsy right. move for Bethune Cook. I mean, it's like a, what do they have to lose? I'm sure. Right. It's, you know, I love they're, it. they're a, they're a FCS wow. program that like. You know, if, if it fails, whatever, they move on in a couple of years and ultimately no one really cares that much. Um, but yeah, it's it's a cool it's a cool idea for them. And and um, it'll be more like you said, it's going to be it's obviously, I think, heavily fueled by his potential as a recruiter. But um, as you mentioned, it's he has a chance to be much more than just a really good recruiter. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he, he's I'm very happy for him. And, um, yeah, I think very happy for him. And I've thought, and I've mentioned this to you before that I was surprised. I don't know that he hasn't 
had other opportunities or maybe he has yeah, he maybe and, has That's but the, 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 I, the, the reason i love this one is because just kind of like you said um it's not like obviously he would not become the head coach at um right but right. it's not there's no pressure like at um everybody would be looking and not that they won't now but it's a feel-good story and they're coming from the bottom the bottom up um there's just always so much stress and stuff and uh yeah i can't wait to see what happens i'm going to be a, a bethune fan now yeah for bethune, sure yeah bethune um, went two and nine last year so they, he's gonna have his work cut out for him yeah, definitely yes. um but yeah i mean i think yes. it's interesting that he decided to take this job i think he had a pretty nice situation at miami where he was um i don't want to say like part-time but i you know he wasn't at practice every day right he wasn't he was still in georgia we know for at at least at some point was there um part-time also so um he was definitely like he'd get on the phones and help recruit a little bit and you know i think he was he was at pretty much every home game as far as i can recall this year you'd always see him like on the sidelines talking to James Williams or Al Blades or you know whoever the safety might be um that comes off the field um but yeah it's so it's it's interesting to me that this is the shot he is taking and maybe it had to be a head job like you said I'm sure he has had over the years people come talking about being a position coach maybe even a defensive coordinator um but getting that head head coaching job obviously he's gonna have it's you know, he's got to work, kind of have to work hard. And and I, not to say that he didn't work hard at Miami, but again, I think he had a situation there where he kind of could do as much or as little as he wanted, basically, right. He could float in and out. Um, this is going to be an, a whole different beast. Um, but I would assume if he's taking the job, he's, he's ready to, to go for it. Oh, for sure. I, you know, I'm wondering now, I just said that I, well, I said former Canes, but I wonder, yeah, former Canes. I wonder if, um, I don't know. But like guys he played like Mike Rumpf, he played with, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, and he's friends with you know, UM and Mike Rumpf was a coach, and then he wasn't a coach at UM, an assistant. Right. And you know what? Oh, how about Demarcus Van Dyke? I don't know. I'm just thinking Yeah, exactly. There's some guys, you know, it'll be interesting to see how it affects the rest of Miami's staff. Yeah, Maybe yeah, GA I mean, getting jobs or whatever, right? Like, um, you know. I don't expect Demarcus Van Dyke to leave because you know there was a report he was turned down the U.S. Uh, USF job, right? Like, <laughs> so you would think he's sticking around at Miami, but yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see how it affects the rest of Miami staff. I definitely. Could, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, I've got to, I got to look, I got to check into the uh, Bethune Cookman store, student store, to get a T-shirt. There you go. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I anyway, I'm, I'm sure I'll talk to Ed at some point. So. Yeah, um, yeah, we'll yeah like we said, it'll be cool. Miami's played them obviously a couple of times the last few years. It'd be fun to see. Like today, I mean today, this season, this year, yeah, they played them this year and a couple of years and, ago too. And they won like, wait, where's it my was little... the first game? It was like seventy to three or something. Seventy, right? oh good, seventy thirteen, seventy to thirteen. I swear to God, every time they play Bethune Cookman, you think, oh man, what a team Miami's gonna have. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, all right. I think we can wrap things up there. A little little mini episode going into New Year's. Um, follow Susan on Twitter at S. Miller Degnan. Uh, she's at the Orange Bowl all week. Uh, we'll have coverage of the game on Friday. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at DB Wilson too. Um, 
We'll be back at some, you know, it might take a week off at some point here, but obviously news always comes. The portal has been a little quiet uh, the last couple of days, but we know that that never. And David, you know, what's going like you know to happen, right? It's Thursday and I guarantee you Cormani is going to, they, they're having like pressers. Yeah, he, that's, that's the thing. He's at the Under Armour game all week. Um, he's going to say weekend he's... practices. He'll do interviews. I'm sure at some point, I know he doesn't like to do interviews, but it's hard to be there all week and not have some kind of scoop, uh, trickle out there. They're so gonna, they're going to, they're going to, you're going to, so between now and when you talk and even this, this between this podcast and whatever, I feel people are going to hear from Cormani. Yeah. So, all right. Um, we'll finish up there. Thanks as always for listening. And we will Thank talk you. to you guys next week. Happy new year, everyone.